In light of Isla Vista's current housing crisis, student activists with Organize IV are calling on UC Santa Barbara administration to provide an online option for students without housing. Organize IV, a local student-run mutual aid organization, has shifted their focus in recent weeks towards advocating on behalf of students who they say would benefit from an online learning option. As it stands, UCSB plans for a full return to in-person learning for the upcoming fall quarter, which starts on September 23rd. Noticing a wave of sentiments about a lack of housing on online forums like Reddit and Facebook, Organize IV activists took it upon themselves to create and circulate a petition to gauge the needs of the IV community. As of August 29th, their survey found that 370 students of 1,350 respondents had no housing for the 2021-22 to school year. Given this response, those involved with Organize IV are demanding that the university do two things. One, provide the option of fully online courses for fall 2021, and two, provide fairly priced housing options for every single member of its academic community in the fall of 2021. To learn more about Organize IV's efforts, we spoke with student members, third-year Declan Griffin, third-year Emma Rose, and fourth-year Sydney Evans. Thank you so much again for joining us. Now, for those who don't know, what is Organize IV and what does your group hope to accomplish? Yeah, so Organize IV, we kind of, we started it up uh, a few months back now, um, just as like a local mutual aid organization. The whole idea was basically just to kind of like listen to the community and, and see what, uh, what the community wants and what the community needs. And like the first kind of cause that we decided to start working on was like just community self-defense and, and self-protection really. So we did like our first event was a yard sale. We just asked for a bunch of donations. Um, and then we took all the proceeds um, from that yard sale and bought as many pepper sprays as we could. And, and we also gave uh, a donation to uh, a self-defense instructor for them to come out and, and teach a few self-defense classes for us. So it's, just, it's really just a local mutual aid organization um, and then obviously this, this housing crisis kind of just fell right into our lap and we've been working as hard as we can to, to solve that issue. Well, thank you so much to the three of you for being here. Obviously, we are here to discuss the central topic of the housing crisis that's going on in Isla Vista, which is a very unprecedented situation in terms of just how big it is and how many people it's impacting. So for those who don't know, could you begin with an overview of what the housing crisis looks like and what you believe have been the main causes of the situation? Right now, the numbers that we do have tell us that there's at least like a thousand students who don't have housing options. What we've heard from various sources, we talked to a dean of one of the departments and he said that there was 900 on, on the waiting list waiting for their housing spot um, to be given to them. And then they started to look into the Hotel Avenue, which supposedly, again, this is, we don't have concrete data on this, but supposedly that took care of 700 of those. those um, if we look at like things like the Long Range Development Plan, which was a plan that was kind of, it was agreed upon between UCSB, this organization called SUN, it's the Sustainable University Now, um, and it was also like the city of Goleta, the county of Santa Barbara, um, all agreed to this long range development plan. And it laid out a plan for sustainable growth. And it basically the plan said that it would add a five thousand it would add five thousand additional students up until uh, an enrollment cap in 2025 of twenty five thousand students. And with those additional five thousand students that are being added on each or 
after year after year, they pro in the plan it promises that each um, additional student would have an, uh, a new unit built for them. So 5,000 students are added, 5,000 new units at least. And as of now, or 2019, we're at 26,000, I think it was 314 students, which is already breaking the 2025 enrollment cap. And on top of that, instead of rather than building 5,000 new units, um, they only they've only succeeded to build or they only have accomplished building 1500 um, new units. So it, it truly is just it's, it's just a lack of accommodation on, on UCSB's part. Obviously, there's there's a housing crisis. There's a national housing crisis. There's a very local housing crisis um, that is that is growing by the day, really. Um, but UCSB has exacerbated the it, definitely the, the housing crisis in IV and the housing crisis in Goleta by not by mandating that their students be within reach of campus, but also not giving them an outlet or a, an accommodation to live. I think I'd like to I'd like to mention that um, the hotel option that UCSB has provided for about 700 students, they've confirmed that that's only going to be for fall quarter. So it's interesting what happens after fall quarter are these are these students going to have to you know go to another hotel are they going to miraculously have more housing ucsb has recently confirmed plans to move forward with accommodating students that do not currently have housing according to the daily nexus the university sent an email to students on the university housing wait list that said the hotel solution is a quote temporary emergency solution only during the upcoming fall quarter you know, it just seems like the solutions that UCSB are putting forward are not the simplest and most logical ones. So in light of this housing crisis, our, our two main demands right now are for UCSB to provide an online option for those students who are having difficulties finding housing and also students who are uncomfortable with the spread of the Delta variant and the, the university's unclear COVID protocols. Because as it stands right now, every class is is meant to meet regardless of class size. And that's pretty unique for other UCs. Yeah, I think that those are those are two of the main like root causes of the housing crisis. Um, one more thing, though, UCSB has also pretty much claimed that like major driving factor has really nothing to do with them or their responsibility as a university. But the fact that they claim that, you know, most of the units in IV are only like partially filled. So houses that could accommodate realistically 12 people are only being filled with say seven people. We personally as an organization and all of the other organizations we've spoken to have really received no evidence that this is true. I'm also in the Isla Vista Tenant Union. And from our census data, I couldn't confirm or deny this. It personally, in my opinion, it seems unlikely that, you know, people would opt to, you know, pay hundreds or thousands of dollars more per month on this lease um, because it's not like landlords are like, you know, reducing the prices to have less occupants. It's that each occupant now has to pay, um, you know, double what they, what they normally would if they're only filling things at half occupancy. And in the light of a pandemic and pretty much an economic recession, it's just, it's not a realistic excuse. And it's, it's very convenient. That's the one that they're going with because it, it virtually absolves them of all of their accountability and responsibility to their students. Also, IV is never supposed to be this dense. Agreed. 10 people in every house. That's like, this doesn't happen on other college campuses. So even if it is less dense, that's not a good reason for them not to have housing for people. 
So you had mentioned, you know, what you were hearing about some folks you've talked to regarding the housing crisis. I know there's been a survey that Organized IV sent out. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that and what some of the findings have been. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, maybe around a month ago now, yeah, we really saw that this housing crisis was personally starting to impact people that we knew and it you know was just a, a big talk of the town and so we decided that we would reach out to a bunch of different grassroots and um, community organizations as well as some you know AS and like campus-based orgs and kind of like start a dialogue between okay so what exactly is going on and what could we as students do um, what what can our demands be so that we can ensure that you know students are, are safe and housed and yeah, pretty much immediately we saw that an online option was going to have to be necessary, even absent of a housing crisis, um, just, you know, due to the deadly pandemic that people don't know the long-term health impacts of. Considering that UCSB has failed to make any type of like cohesive plan or make any type of tangible policy for online accommodations, they haven't. So we decided that that would be a primary demand to just kind of take some pressure off of the situation so that if, if students are allowed to kind of stay where they are, maybe stay with family or, you know, back in their hometowns, whatever, um, then some of the, the housing crisis, it would be alleviated. So, yeah, we distributed this, this survey, basically asking people to co-sign their demands so that we could bring a, a concrete list of demands and kind of people uh, to administration at some point to show that, hey, you know, the student body, we're not comfortable with your policy, your lack of communication. And quite frankly, we think it's it's rooted in greed and it's having negative outcomes for students who at the end of the day are just here to get a degree. You know, and it's very hard to do that if you're homeless. And also just on top of that survey, I'll, I'll give a few of the statistics that we found. Um, so we had over 1,400 respondents and, and 20% of them said outright that they do not have a place to live. Obviously, that's a smaller sample size than all of UCSB, but that's alarming. That like caused, like as soon as we saw that, we were like, all right, some, uh, something obviously has to be done about this. And then on top of that, one of our questions was like, how would you feel about an online option for the school year? Yes, I would feel comfortable with an online option or yes, but I would rather return to campus. And I believe 80% of people said, yes, I would like an online option. Because even when you're sick, like if you, if you get sick and you can't go to school for two weeks, they don't have a plan for that. If someone in one classroom gets COVID, they don't have a plan for that. At least they don't have a plan that's been publicized <laughs> to, to the students. You know, we're talking about, you know, housing scarce, scarcity, and it was mentioned previously that the housing crisis is not just, you know, focused specifically on IV, but it's happening all across the state, all across the country. It's here in IV forcing a lot of students to face really unfortunate circumstances, living in their car or taking some other option that is maybe more costly financially. Um what made this year's crisis so much more pressing? I know that you mentioned COVID-19 and its impacts here. I, I think like right now is, is, is really just like the perfect storm has culminated. Um, this, that same organization that I mentioned earlier, uh, Sun Sustainable University Now, they've been kind of like sounding the alarm on this for a few months now. I think the first article that I, that I read about UCSB's role in, in exacerbating the, the housing crisis was back in June, I think, June or July. 
Um, so this has been like this is a few months we've been um, we've known about this, and and it's it's a shame that that the UCSB is having to or that UCSB is having to scramble to figure it out now. But yeah, it, it truly like I I don't have all the data as as to why it's it's all happening right now. But this has been I I do believe this has been a long time coming, and and they've. I mean, the, they haven't been sticking to their plan. 2019, it was we already broke the 2025 cap, and we weren't even near how many accommodations we need um, to be built for for those students. So it's just been a, a, a very very negligent sticking to its plan, I guess, of sustainable growth. And also, Yang gave his first announcement that UCSB was going back on the campus in March or April. And if you want to sign a lease in IV, you have to sign it in like November. Right. And even <laughs> even that announcement was it was like our goal is to go back on campus, which it just leaves instead of answering answering questions and, and trying to um, clear up uncertainties for students, it just it creates more questions. And it's just like, well, we don't really know what's going on if you're not going to give us a concrete plan. And that's been like one of our biggest grievances is that there hasn't been a concrete plan laid out um, for people to feel like there's something that UCSB is doing to to one house all these students and make sure that these students aren't going to be homeless or aren't going to be sleeping in their cars and then on top of that the, to make sure that UCSB is, is going to facilitate a, an actual safe return to campus rather than just relying on vaccine mandates and, and mask mandates. Now you touched on your demands and we've read over the declaration as well and we're talking about providing options for online full online for fall 2021 as well as providing fairly priced housing options for every single student and for all future quarters. Now, can you tell us more about Organize IV's demands in this declaration of the university? So I, I think one of the one of the biggest misconceptions of our demands is that we want just full online. We recognize that people want to be on campus. We We all want to be on campus, but there is a time and a place to do that. And there's there's classes that I, that we believe that 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 must be in person and it's it, they can work in person. These are like small classes like labs and whatnot where it's more like hands-on. But there's absolutely should not be like lecture halls filled with like I, I mean our the cap that we've been talking about was like over 60 students is just feels unsafe. But ultimately what we wanted to highlight was just like was just an option for for one like faculty like professors or lecturers um to feel like if they don't feel comfortable going to uh going to back to in person with their classes that they're teaching they can do an online they can do their class online if a student wants an online option and the class is being taught in person i think like our hope would be that we can be able to accommodate them offline or online just to make them feel more comfortable and have hope to have or produce a, a more conducive school year for them yeah, so our two demands, um, the online options for those who need it and require it and uh, affordable housing for every student. Um, yeah, those are our two demands because we feel that those would probably most immediately and long-term alleviate some of the housing crisis. But we also kind of recognize that, I mean, the numbers that we have, like we just, there are not enough units in IV um, as it currently stands, I suppose, that, you know, have enough vacancies um, nor is there in, in Goleta and Santa Barbara. Out of curiosity, I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, in these open comments in this survey, 
what were what was the through line uh, in a lot of these responses? What were you seeing consistently in regards to anxiety or fear or concern experiences that people were going through? Yeah, almost like basically entirely. There was a lot of uh, of of questions that we left for like just open comment, um, and it was like bleak to read through. It was it was entirely disheartening just seeing the the amount of stress that um, all these like respondents were were dealing with. Um, and a lot of like the, the, the responses were like, I can't believe that there isn't an online option for the school year. So, I mean, that was definitely like the catalyst for, for what our demands were. Yeah. I think, I think that's definitely accurate. Definitely a lot of desperation. I mean, of course that we have over a thousand students at this point, I guess the number was more like 1500, even though we've been told by UCSB administration that it was, you know, like under 600, the main themes that I got, uh, a lot of desperation, a lot of frustration, and definitely a lot of anger with the university. Because of course, nobody goes to college expecting that the town of their university won't have housing accommodations for them, or that the university would have um, yawned against their own enrollment caps that they, you know, rigorously decided upon with like a a local coalition of uh, different organizations. So yeah, definitely a lot of frustration anger mostly like people were almost like insulted by the or the UCSB's negligence I mean it's like we're paying money to go to this institution but this institution isn't providing for all of us or isn't making sure that we have an option to be provided for yeah I mean that was like a huge motif that we were seeing it was either it was either they were disgusted with UCSB or they were just like super super stressful or or both another thing I noticed like most of the responses included that they had not heard anything from UCSB, that they had no idea what the plan was, that they were unsure, like what they were supposed to do, that they were going to plan on living in their cars, didn't know how their grades are going to be, their mental health. Most like people that don't have a place to live, if they have a car, are planning on living in their car year, which there is not even enough space for that. I, and, and like the cherry on top is like we saw this last, I think it was last summer, maybe it was even before the school year ended. Um, but we, we see how Ivy treats like homeless encampments. Um, they were criminalized like to all hell and and they got kicked out um so it's like you're you're bringing students here without any prospect for housing um and you know how 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 homeless people get treated here it's 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 insanely irresponsible so you had mentioned a few of the you know community partnerships that you had or you know community influence um and i know it's a pretty lengthy list but i was wondering if you could just go over some of the organizations or stakeholders that have endorsed your petition a few of the individuals that we have we have richard flax who was uh he's an he was an ex-professor here um he's the chair of, of sustainable university now um he was a big one for us we've been working with like ucsb for cola uh, red juice project both of the tenants the iv tenants union and the santa barbara tenants union have endorsed us yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a whole list of different AS offices that have endorsed us. Yeah, just everyone was really showing out to endorse the declaration, which is nice. But I think the people we worked with the most were probably Red Juice, UCSB for COLA, Ivy Tenants Union, which Sydney is in, and AS Senate. Now, I do want to, you know, bring up the time frame. UCSB is literally less than two weeks from the beginning of its fall quarter and students are respected to return in person. Given this, has the university responded to any of your concerns that you've expressed in your declaration at all? Not at all. Yeah, we haven't 
been able to have any correspondence directly with the university. Um, I've tried to reach out to a few um, administrators, but haven't received any responses. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like the university is super willing to address us as an organization directly, but of course, um, some of some of our demands they are, you know, attempting to address because of the hotel vouchers and so on. And we have been like, there have been like a few kind of not like, like academic Senate type of administrators, but um, we've been talking to a few like faculty members at UCSB. Um, and, and usually every time we talk to an, uh, someone like that, um, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't really know what's going on type situation. And, and like, I'm telling you what I know. And it's, it's usually just, it's the same kind of like non-answers or excuses that we get from, uh, from the hot, from, from the, like basically directly from Yang and his memos to the campus. We've reached out to Yang. He, of course, like unsurprisingly hasn't responded to us. The administrators that we do talk to say, like, they always say that there's a team working tirelessly to figure this out. But there, there's just been no like publicized kind of kind of work being done or again plan like there's just been almost it's been almost zero transparency from from the UCSB administration, which is like causing a huge part of the concern. And kind of on the flip side of that, um, what has the community response been like to the petition and the declaration? Generally, it's been um, pretty favorable. I think a lot of students. Um, you know, faculty and staff uh, pretty much ag agree that an online option um, or hybrid type of format for fall quarter is a logical and ethical option. Um, and of course, I, I don't think we've really gotten any negative comments on our on our demands of the people who have like directly signed onto our declaration. Um, but we have gotten some feedback that, you know, our demands like aren't realistic, quote unquote, or, um, you know, kind of the, the same type of like spiel that we've gotten from administration, like, oh, like, you know, people are working around the clock about this. They're not just going to let people be homeless. But I think that when people are honest with themselves, um, with the information we've received, the type of correspondences we've gotten, and like you said, the fact of the matter is fall quarter starts in two weeks and there's hundreds of students who don't have housing. With that being said, the university's intention is in-person fall quarter. Where does organized IV go from here? Is there any course of action or, or plan for a course of action going forward? Yeah, so I mean, as, as we stand right now, we're, we're, we're just pushing our declaration as hard as we can, um, trying to get as many signatures of pledge solidarity um, that we possibly can. And if you're listening to this and, and this is all um, confusing, just go just head over to our Instagram at, at organized.iv the link to the to the declaration is in our bio and we have a few posts of like infographics and we have a post of of all of our endorsements so far but yeah right now we're pushing the declaration as hard as we can to try and make that as strong as possible to hopefully present to administration to the higher ups and say like listen people are people are on board with this and, and we believe that this is the best way that we can fix this issue we want to try and stay away from as much kind of clash as possible. Um, we're trying to not be as combatant um, as, as we possibly can. We want to work with the administration, get this solved. That's why we're doing this work. We want this to be solved. But if it keeps on going the way it keeps on going, um, people are gonna get angry. People are gonna get angry. It's been kind of difficult to organize now in Ivy. 
because most of the people that are here have guaranteed housing for the next year. So there's not really like a stake in it for them or they do feel bad about it, but they're not as interested in taking action. But as soon as all of the people that get here that don't have a place to live, there's going to be a lot more organizing power. And also, if you if you are listening to this and, and you are housing insecure, please reach out to us. Um, on in, the Instagram is the best way. Please send us a DM and we'll, and we'll we'll try and figure out what we can do for you. And we'll keep in touch with you with all the information that we get going. One last thing is I'd just like to thank everyone who has endorsed us so far or have, who has uh, responded to our survey or signed on to our declaration. Um, we really feel like the way that we can go about being as quote, non-combative as possible and have to, I guess, kind of avoid like more aggressive forms of direct action, like indefinite sit-ins, for example, or a tent city, which has been proposed by other community members, is to just really get the, the broadest, like most far-reaching coalition of support between students, faculty, and, you know, select administrators, because I'm, I'm sure at least some of them are on our side. Thank you to Organize IV student activists Declan Griffin, Emma Rose, and Sydney Evans for joining us on KCSB News to discuss their efforts in light of the ongoing housing crisis in Isla Vista. More information about Organize IV and their demands can be found on Instagram at organize.iv. You can also contact Organize IV at organize.iv at gmail.com. Again, that's organize.iv at gmail.com. With KCSB News, I'm Ashley Rush. And I'm Daniel Vasias. Take care.